0: Hey, this is Dino and I'm the pastor of Revolution Church. Thank you for downloading this podcast. We hope this message is encouraging to you and will help you to discover God's unchanging love. For more information, visit our website at therevolutionchurch.com. Enjoy the message. How we need the presence of the Holy Spirit living in these unprecedented times and how much more we need to cling on to the Holy Spirit, cling on to Jesus, because we're in trouble. Yet he has the answers for us. The Holy Spirit does. And in these last days that we're living in, and I call them the last days because I don't know when Jesus is going to come back, I don't know when he's going to return and and be and us raptured out of, this, out of this earth. But in the meantime, he gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can live at peace, even, even in a place of turmoil. You know, when the disciples were filled in the early church, when we were filled with the Holy Spirit because Jesus promised it to them, Bible says that the Holy Spirit fell upon them. And it's beautiful that it says that. But if you look at it in a deeper sense, in a deeper way of how he came upon them, the real translation is that the Holy Spirit hugged them. He gave them a huge hug. And it was so such a huge hug that, that something Powerful happened on the inside of them that stirred them to speak in other tongues. And that was the birthplace of the church, a place where the Holy Spirit could direct and give us what we need in times of trouble. I'm asking you to hold on to the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the direction that you need in life. Why? Because God loves us and he wants us to be successful. So capture that love. Hold on to that hug a little bit longer and allow the Holy Spirit to give you the direction that you need in life. So glad that we can come together and talk about God's word. And I want to just say this. Good morning, Revolution. Great to be with you this Sunday morning. It's always honor and a privilege to talk about God's word, to bring a message of hope, a message that can really change our lives, and that's what this whole series is all about, and we're going to get get into that here in a second, but I I want to give a shout out to your pastors, pastors Dino and Jeannie, they're doing a great job just praying for us, serving us the best they they know how to, I want to ask you to keep on believing with them about God's perfect plan for revolution. We're heading into areas that seem unknown, so unknown, yet we're depending on you, Holy Spirit. We're depending on you, Jesus, to lead and to guide them, to give them direction. And so I'm asking you, church, I'm asking you to pray for them, believe with them, all right? Let's pray. Father, we come boldly before the throne of grace. So great, Lord God, that we can enjoy your presence. We can know that you're here with us. That you said you will never leave us nor forsake us. That you'll always be with us. Lord, I thank you that you're our anchor today. Today, we rely on you. Jesus, we rely on you heavily Because you're the author and the finisher of our faith. We just believe and receive whatever is going to be set today, Lord. Use my mouth. Use the examples. Do whatever it takes so lives could be set free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, I love this message series that Pastor Dino is currently doing called Back to basic, and I hope it's been a blessing to you. Uh, What a series to be teaching on in these unprecedented times, where you know uh, uh, we need a sure footing in Christ, because because you know to tell you the truth, it's being rocked. We're being rocked from our core, with everything that's happening in society today, from politics to viruses to decisions that people are making, man, there's some things that are just, they're just crazy. They're just crazy out there. And that's why we need to hold on to Jesus. That's why I want to encourage us to include the Holy Spirit in every decision, every direction that we're making, so that we can reestablish our footing in Christ. You know, whenever we talk about coming back to basic, or coming back to basics, training basics. You know, I always think about sports, and and every time I'm a baseball player, I'm a softball player, so whenever I'm in a hitting slump, you know, um, I'm always looking at my footing. You know, where am I at in the batter's backs? You know, am I too far from, from the plate? Am I too back from the plate? Am I too forward from the plate? Am I in the right place? Because... Because normally when I'm in the slump, I'm in the wrong place. But if I can get back to basic, if I can get my footing right, then everything else is going to is gonna, it, it'll come to pass. It, I'll get out of that slump. I'll, I'll start hitting that, that ball. Now, same thing with basketball. You know, whenever I'm, not, whenever I'm shooting the ball and, and I'm not getting the shots that I'm looking for, I'm always examining where my hand is on the ball. You know, where's my elbow? I'm always going back. To basic. And sometimes that's what we need to do with our families. You know, if, if things are going awry with all the different things that are happening in society today, we have to get back to basic. And last week, Pastor Dino talked about, you know, back to basic in terms of our righteousness and our blamelessness. And I'm so happy that Jesus came to give us right standing with God, that in, that in exchange for all of our sin, he gave us a foundation that we need to constantly remind ourselves that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that we are blameless in his sight. I want you to continue to, to hear that message, hear that message, and to remind yourselves that you are righteous before him. You know, it's, you know I find it very interesting that in Hebrews chapter 11, we call it, Uh, this chapter, the Hall of Faith chapter, not once did God record any mistakes that these men and women did in this chapter. Not once. Even though Abraham lied a couple times, even though uh, Jacob uh, misled his brother Esau, it's not written in chapter 11. Even though Joseph bragged about how his brothers would bow down to him, it's not written in chapter 11. You know, even though Moses did some great things, but, you know, it's not written that, that he was supposed to speak to the rock and not hit the rock. Not any of that was written in, in Hebrews chapter 11. And every time I read, I read that chapter, I'm thinking, man, can I measure up? And let me tell you something. You measure up. I measure up. It's not because I or you are doing anything to measure up. It's what Jesus did to do what he did at the cross to, for us to measure up to Jesus, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God doesn't record our mistakes, folks. So if you're making mistakes left and right, thank God for his grace. Thank God for his righteousness. Thank God that we're blameless in his sight because that's what he sees. He sees us through the eyes of of Jesus. So let's just remind ourselves, let's remind the enemy that he's not going to push us around anymore. No, we're going to push him back. We're going to remind him that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We're blameless. Even though we've made mistakes in the past, it doesn't matter. God's got a great plan ahead of us, and we're just going to get back to our basics in Jesus' name. So this week's message, you know, is God our total source now, and, and, and I, 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 are, we, are we really reigning in rest and and really that's the that's the that's the title of my message. Are you reigning in rest? And we're going to talk about uh, Matthew chapter eleven verses twenty eight and thirty. But before we do that, why don't you get your Bibles? get your pads, get your notepads. We're going to kind of break this down because there are some simple things that God has given us through these these passages that's going to help us, help us do what we need to do. See, God is always interested in us resting in the midst of our challenges. Let me just say that again. God is interested in us resting in the midst of, of our challenges. Psalm 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down beside green pastures, beside still waters. That's rest. Psalm 91, verse 1 says, He he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, right? He who dwells, that word dwells means he who rests. In the secret place, so God is always interested in us resting in Him. We're going to talk about that a little bit further, but before we get into Matthew eleven twenty-eight and Matthew eleven twenty-eight through thirty, uh, let me just give you a little bit of a background. In Matthew chapter ten, Jesus gives his disciples authority and power to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ, His coming. To these cities. He, he prepares his disciples. He gives them authority to prepare the ground, so to speak, so that when he comes to those cities, he can minister to, to the people. And then in John, in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus on, Jesus on his way to the, those cities, the subject of John the Baptist comes up, and Jesus does a great job of getting uh, uh Getting back to basics is the reason why John the Baptist came. See, John didn't come to establish himself. I'm talking about John the Baptist. John came to establish Jesus as his position on earth as the Messiah and the true living King. See, John's position was to get people to believe in Jesus through repentance so that Jesus could give the people grace and truth. Now, there were people who believed in Jesus and, and others who didn't. But there were some hardcore people there, leaders, Pharisees and Sadducees, that Jesus began to rebuke because they, he knew, Jesus knew that these guys knew better. They were leading people to Jesus. They were leading people to themselves. And Jesus was rebuking them harshly. And any time Jesus rebuked anybody harshly, it wasn't the people who didn't know. It was about the people who knew and didn't do anything with what they knew. So that includes, so here's, here's the, the audience that he's in. He's, he, he's speaking to. He's Pharisees, Sadducees, regular Jews, all kinds of people. And right now, we're in that audience. And so, we're going to break this down so that you and I could understand how to enter into God's rest. This is God's basics, man. I, I, I'm telling you, if we can get a hold of what we're about to say right now, our lives will be a little bit different. No, I want to say our lives will be a lot different. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, He says, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Remember now, he's speaking to the Pharisees. He's speaking to the Sadducees. He's speaking to all kinds of people. And he's saying to everybody, come to me, all. That means you and me who are labor and are heavy laden are going through some challenges right now. He said, I want to give you my rest. Jesus is saying, Come to me with all your challenges, and I'm going to give you my rest. I'm going to rest you. Many people don't know this, but this word rest is a verb. And in the, in the Greek, it's anapowel. You know, it sounds like a pow. And that's what it is it's God's power uh, or uh, His rest for us. That word means to, to give rest, to refresh. To give a calm, I love this one. This is the most beautiful one. To give a calm, a calm and patient expectation for change. Wow. To give a calm and patient expectation for change. That's the type of rest Jesus came to give us. He was given to all mankind. Now, Jesus surprises everyone with this statement because, you know, everybody in, in the Jewish community is used to doing something to get something from God. You had to do something to get something good from God. And Jesus just flips the script, man. He says, no, 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 I don't want you doing anything. I just want you to come to me. Come to me. With all of your burdens, come to me with all of your challenges, and I'm going to rest you. I'm going to give you my rest. You're not going to rest. You don't have to rest yourselves anymore. You don't have to find time out to find that rest for you. I'm going to rest you. Most of the time, we see this this word rest, and we think it's it's like okay, it's sleep. It's a, it's, it's a nap. It's a vacation. Uh, it's sitting down doing nothing after a long day of hard work. And that's true. That is rest. But this word rest in the Greek is an action word. This word doesn't mean that Jesus, this doesn't word mean, Jesus said, if we can come to him with our challenges, I'm going to rest you or give you directed activity to have my rest. See, the rest that they were looking for was something different than what they were used to. And many times we look at that word rest and we think, oh, I just need a vacation. I just need to sleep. No, no, no. Jesus said, come to me. I want to give you some directed activity so you can experience my rest. Folks, we're talking about back to basic. Are we resting in chaos? Are we receiving that directed activity? If not, Jesus tells us how to receive that directed activity. In verse 29, it says right there, it says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. So let me just unpack this just for a moment. He said, take my yoke upon you. So here the audience that Jesus was talking to is mainly farmers. So he understood, they understood yoke because what a farmer did back then because they didn't have tractors, they didn't have machines, they had animals that drove their plows. So they used to put this yoke on them to train an animal to go either left or right, forward, stop, do whatever it took to plow the fields that they were farming. And after a while, this animal um, got used to the trainer, so to speak. Uh, They would introduce a new animal, and they were yoke- that new animal with the mature animal, and together they would do the work. Well, the mature animal, they would lead, and the immature one would follow. Now listen, I'm not calling you an animal. I'm not calling you, you know, you're this one that, 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 uh, that, 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 that God is driving you. No, no, I'm not saying that at all. He's making this example because, see, Jesus is our leader. And we're yoked with him. That all things are possible for those who believe, the Bible says. And that's what Jesus was saying. If you just take my yoke and learn from me, imitate me, he was saying. Something different is going to happen. You're saying, well, okay, how do I imitate Jesus? He says it right here. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. Now that word gentle really means meek. Now every time I hear the word meek, I think of the word weak or somber. But really that word meek means be teachable. Be teachable. Yoke up with me. Hook up with me. Be teachable. Listen, Jesus was the ultimate example of being teachable. He didn't do anything without the consenting with our Heavenly Father. Now, I just believe that the Holy Spirit was with him, and they, it was like a team effort. Every time Jesus went to go pray, you know, he had conversations with, with our Heavenly Father, uh, I, I'm sure the Holy Spirit was right there with him they were just confiding with each other coming up with a game plan that would best be suitable for the people to receive God's goodness so Jesus himself was very teachable but then he said that he's lowly that word lowly means be humble be humble be humble and i love this word because it's something that is something that we have to understand to be humble, Jesus was humble. So if he was humble, then we can be humble. Bible says in, in Philippians chapter 2, verses 7 and 8, but he made himself of no reputation. This is Jesus taking the form of a bondservant and coming in likeness of men and, have, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote that. But this is so true. You know, Jesus didn't have to do what he did, folks. He didn't have to leave heaven. He he was at a good resort. But he did this so that you and I could join our Heavenly Father, could join him, the Holy Spirit, to be with us together forever. So he humbled himself even to the point of death, the Bible says. Now, this is so impactful because we all know that Jesus went to the cross and he died, but the hand of God raised him from the dead. And that's what he's doing with us. If we're just Remain teachable if we remain humble. You know, the book of James says this book, both the book of James and the book of Peter that if we humble ourselves before Almighty God, that God would exalt us in due time. That's what he did with Jesus. He exalted him from, from carrying our sins. And he's going to exalt us if we just listen for the Holy Spirit. I just love the series that we did, this this last one, just listening for the Holy Spirit. Because when we humble ourselves and we hear His voice, only good things can happen. And the peace, oh, the peace of God. Yes, we can have rest, the Bible says in verse verse 1, that we have rest for our souls. Now, that word rest is a noun. And it's something that we have. It's called peace. It's called tranquility. It's called something that we need in times of trouble. See, this is is what this is all about, folks. We're looking. We're looking to enter into God's rest And many times, what we try to do is our own way. We try to find our own rest, our own peace. But Jesus said, Come to me, and I'm going to rest you. Learn from me, hook up with me. I'll grow with you, I'll teach you, I'll show you the way if you just allow yourself to be teachable, to be humble. And I'm talking about being humble in every situation of life. Why? Because in Matthew 11, verse 30, says, My yoke is easy. My burden is light. He was saying, My leading is easy. My way of carrying things makes things light. I don't know about you, we're living in times of trouble right now, where we need Jesus more than any, more than anything else in the world. We need the Holy Spirit to speak to us, direct us, give us the answers that we need in life. And yet here's the answer. Here's the answer. It's His rest. We need to get back to basic. We need to get our sure footing. We need to put our plate, our feet in the right place where we can receive God's rest not our own rest directed activity he's going to speak to us how to receive that rest his rest not our own rest folks see this is what I see uh, and and, and I was just meditating on this and and I I see rest is like a weapon you know you know, sometimes I like to go over to the gun range just to, to, to uh, hit the target. You know, um, and it's really simple. I just, I have my, I have my weapon. You know, I put, the, I, I lock it in with all the bullets that it has in the cartridge, and I pull back the hammer, and off I go. I just pull the trigger, and I see rest in the same way. See, the trigger, is our teachableness our humility that's all we got to do cuz then god does the rest jesus does the rest he gives he supplies the power of his rest in our lives you know it's not like when i point the weapon at, at the target that i go into the weapon and and i and i pull out that that one bullet i put it into the chamber and then i I pull it back and then it it shoots out by itself. No, 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 no. All I do is I hold the weapon up and I pull that trigger so lightly and something magnificent happens to that target. It blasts it. And that's what God wants to do in your life today. He wants to blast his presence, his rest on your life that's all we need to do is pull the trigger. That's all we need to do is every day be teachable. Every day, just be humble. Just thank God that we know Him. Thank God that we have the answers. Thank God that He's given us His Word. His Word that's going to transform us and change us and show us the way, show us things that we don't know even our own selves. Wisdom that we need for these times, these troubled times. All we need to do is pull the trigger. Use the weapon for our advantage. And God is going to do the rest. Jesus is going to supply his rest. Are you reigning in rest today? That's the question. Are we living in rest? I'm not saying this is is all going to happen like tomorrow. Because this has to become a revelation to your heart that you are putting your sole trust in God Almighty. Your finances, your family, your relationships, decisions that you and I need to make. This is what's really important that we enter into His rest so that we can capture the answers that we need. You know, we talked about the Holy Spirit. He's the one supplying it to us. They're working together. Jesus, our Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit working together to give us the rest that we need. Let's get back to the basic and have God as our source just last week, you know, I came back from uh, vacation. Uh, my wife and I went to Hawaii. Yes, Hawaii. That's why I look so dark right now. Um, because the sun hit me. I just enjoy myself. You know, sometimes you just need to take some time off and get some R&R with uh, your loved one. With and, and her, we just had a great time. We had a great time to relax, uh, just uh, set the stage of, What's next in our lives? And uh, we're having a great time. And, you know, I'm very cognizant about my surroundings. There's uh, thousands of people in this resort. And, um, I mean, it was just, it was hard to find a chair at the pool. But, you know, uh, thank God for his favor. We found some chairs, even though they were strange, but it was good. Anyways, um, but I'm very cognizant about my surroundings. I'm very cognizant about... What I have on my in my possession, and I don't know why this one day, but this one day I decided I don't know why I did this, but I took my wallet, and uh, I'm thinking, okay, well, what if we do some shopping? You know, I have my wallet, I have my credit cards, da 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 da, and um, uh, we d- we really didn't do any type of shopping at all, and um, so we're on our way back to our room, and I don't know what happened, but. Uh, I just had this understanding that my wallet was—I was missing my wallet. I thought, "Oh, okay." Uh, so I'm looking through the bag that we had, and and my wallet was gone. And I'm thinking, "What the heck happened here? I know I had it in my pocket. I know that I—I I was cognizant about it. What's what's the deal with this?" So I retraced my steps. I mean, I was really. I did what I I knew how to do. I went back down to where we were sitting and different places that we we went to. I'm asking different personnel if they've seen a wallet. I even went to security and, and nothing was turned in. And I'm thinking, oh my Jesus, what's going on? Now, right at that moment, folks, I had a choice. I know this is just a story. I either had to enter and get into God's rest and know that God was going to handle this for me, or I was going to handle it myself. Well, that same night, my wife and I went on this boat, and we had a little dinner, and we, you know, we saw the sunset. And um, but the whole night, my mind was just battling. The enemy was just battling with me. You know, you lost your wallet. How you didn't get home, your license is in there. All those credit cards, yeah, they're replaceable, but all that work that you're gonna have to do to replace all those credit cards. And the same time that the enemy was speaking, the Holy Spirit was saying to me, I got you back, just believe with me, rest. I got this, I got this. And my wife could see it in my face because I was very concerned. And she was like, and I'm so glad for her encouragement. She said, listen, God's going to find your wallet. I'm just going to believe with you. I said, okay. So we went on this little boat, had our little dinner, saw the sunset, came back. And that night, received a phone call from the head of security. And they said, Mr. Lasala." Uh, we have your wallet here. We like to come and hand it off to you. Are you in your room? And I said absolutely. Bring it. So he came. Of course I checked out checked out the wallet. All my credit cards were there. All my IDs were there. Even the cash was there. And I said, "How I'm, I'm asking because I, I want a testimony, folks. This is my testimony. Thousands of people in that resort and someone went on, Jesus went on to someone to turn that wallet in so that I could receive it back. He did all that work for me all because I wanted, all because I rested know that he was in control, that he was going to make this thing happen for me. Now, that's not even half the testimony, because I saw the same security guy the next day at the pool, and his name is Randy. So we, we got, became really good friends, you know, because he found my wallet. But Randy said to me, he said, you don't understand, Mr. Lasala, This never happens. You see how many people there are at this resort in so many hotels, so many places, so many things. This never happens. Most of the time, those walls are never found. So I'm asking you, you look at me really stern, make sure you have your possessions. Keep them on you. I'm thinking, you don't know, sir, what you just said to me because it's a testimony of believing God, staying in his rest. And he found my wallet for me. I know, you might say, it's just a wallet. It's just a small thing. Yeah, but the same principle works for everything. If we just rest in his presence, if we just remain teachable and humble, He'll give us the rest that we need. And when we stand in that rest, folks, He'll do above and beyond what we can even ask, think, or even imagine. Today, you're listening to me for the very, very first time. You're talking, you're you're thinking, who is this Jesus that He cares about, even a wallet? Being missing, Yes, he cares about the little things, the big things. But the biggest thing he cares about is that you, watching for the very first time, you might be lost. Maybe you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'm asking you to receive him now so that you can receive his rest for your heart, for your mind, for your way of life. This is what this is all about. This is what the gospel is all about. This is why Jesus came to give us rest. If you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life and you're wanting to experience his rest, his miracles, his healing power, receive Jesus now into your life so that your life will never be the same just say these words. Say, Jesus, come into my life. I make you my Lord and Savior. I believe that the hand of God raised you, Jesus, from the dead. Therefore, today, I believe that I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. Thank you for restoring me. Thank you for giving me your rest. Friend, if you said that for the very first time, I want you to do, do me a huge, big favor. In the chat below, just write the words, Jesus. Write the words, Jesus, and someone is going to get back with you, encourage you, pray with you, give you maybe some next steps. We're not gonna bombard you with a lot of information. We just wanna help you in your journey with God now. And for the rest of us, Man, I tell you what, I hope this this testimony, I hope this message back to basics, entering God's rest, that you just begin to see that every single day he wants to rest you. He wants to give you his rest in the midst of every challenge that you face. I want to pray for you and I'll let you go. Father, thank you for every person that's watching right now. Lord, I pray with every challenge that they face, with every decision that they have to make, I pray, Holy Spirit, Jesus, Heavenly Father, help them come to a real decision as they enter into your rest. I thank you, Lord God, for the miracles that you're doing in their lives. Jesus' name, amen. Man, it's been a privilege just coming before you and just expressing my heart, letting you know what's what's happening in my life. And uh, just always remember that you're blessed, highly favored, and deeply loved. God bless you. Hopefully this message was encouraging to you, and if it was, tell a friend. And thank you for your generosity. Your generosity enables us to take the message of God's unchanging love all around the world. For more information on how to give and about the ministry, visit us at therevolutionchurch.com. We'll see you right back here next week.